Yo, 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 and hello. Welcome to another episode of the Little Advice Podcast. It's a podcast where I, comedian Christine Little, gives a little advice to one of my guests. It's only a little advice because I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not really qualified to do this. A lot of people, they want to give advice and they don't have any formal training, like look at Dr. Phil. I'm admitting that I don't have formal training. Training. I mean, I have a BA in psychology and I read a lot of self-help, but other than that, what do I know? This is episode number 26 with a very funny friend of mine. He is a, he's a writer, a comedian, and a Reiki healer. What? His name is Minzui Karami. And we have a very interesting conversation about how you know if you're in the right relationship. What are some of the clues? What does your gut tell you? And we talk about his personal experience and a little bit of my own podcast related. If you want to talk more about this episode... Please head over to Facebook and join the Little Advice Podcast group or send me a DM. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, have you been able to tell you were in the right relationship or wrong relationship? What were the clues? What does your gut tell you? And without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend, Minzui Karami. Thank you so much for listening to here with Minzui Korami. Hi, Minzui. Hi, Christine. I said his name weird because he just called me out for being like, do you not know my name? That's right. This isn't the first take. This is not the first take. And that's uh, and that's a first, to be honest. What? Not using the first take is a first. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I can help be part of this like pioneering moment. Thank you. Yeah. I guess. Wow, this is... You guys can't see what Christina's doing with her eyes, but it's a lot. What is it? Huh? That's something I have a problem with when I'm acting on screen is, like, moving my face too much. A very expressive face. Christine one time did a sketch with me and Greg and Nicole, who you guys don't know. I'm just naming names now, but... um, A Valentine's Day sketch. A Valentine's Day sketch, yeah. And every single... every We never used the first take because there was always... Hey, Christine, you just looked straight into the camera. Every well, single one. It was a music video. Everyone looks into the camera on music videos. I know, but when they do, it's by choice. Well, I made it. I made a creative choice. Mm-hmm. And it, it was I'm sure still... we have a take of like you walking down and then immediately turning around because you're like, I just did it. It was filmed at my place, and I was like, I think I have creative liberty here. Mm-hmm. So. Should we say the address? Yeah. It's uh, that's Don't. not it. Okay, so Minzui, what's your problem? Whoa. <laughs> It's really hard. It's coming at me really hard. Um, there's nothing going on in my love life, Christine. Do you want something to be going on in your love life? Yeah, especially today. Today? Today's Valentine's Day? Well, by the time this is released, it'll be Valentine's Day, yes. Okay, cool. So, um, so what's, so there's nothing going on. No prospects, nothing. No. What are you doing about it? Nothing. Okay, so... You want, do you want to be in a relationship? Are you looking to hook up? Are you looking just to do Valentine's Day stuff with someone? The opposite of hook up, which is fake a relationship. 
Yeah, if it, uh, what would be perfect for me right now would be just like, you know, when people have been together for a long time and they're just kind of like going through the motions, there's not really like that much like there. That would be perfect for a little bit. Are you serious? Yeah. You want to be in a relationship where you're just going through the motions. Yeah. I'm, I have like stuff going on in my life, you know? So you, you want to skip, this is a first ever, you want to skip the romantic phase and go right into the... I've been here for a while. I'm just going through the motions. Yeah. Most people don't even want to get to a point where they're just going through the motions. So Why? That, that, because, because they don't have anything else going on in their lives and they have to depend on another person for their like entire self-worth? Is that what you think being in a relationship is? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why you're not in one. What? Yeah. I can't tell when you're being serious or not. You're just laughing at me. Oh, yeah. No, I'm deflecting right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, tell me more about that. About what? Deflecting? Yeah. What, what's making you want to deflect? Uh, Christine, it's a hard thing to talk about. I don't know why I'm saying your name so much. I never would normally. Another deflection. Mm Mm-hmm. So you feel that being in a relationship would take your focus off other things in your life? Yeah, I guess so. So like I've been in like a few relationships before that I've stayed in for too long. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get in, like, stuff and then you don't, like, really take the time to question whether, like, that person is, like, someone who's good for you or not. You're going through the motions. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. You're going through the motions with, like, this knowledge that, like, this person is, like, wrong. And you're just, like, I should... So you move. know it's wrong, but then you're just doing it anyway? Yeah. I don't get into relationships and I'm just, like, we're already going through the motions. Yeah. But you know, like, that point of, like, comfortability that you have, like, with, like, a friend or someone... Um, yeah. where you're going through the motions, not cause you're like bored, but because there's trust. Yeah. You know, I think trust is important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to know when you're getting to another level in a relationship to mm-hmm. where you're comfortable and, um, and all that versus just getting out of the romantic phase. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. There's like that initial phase. It may last about two years, the limerous phase, where you're like all in love, it's the honeymoon period or whatever, mm-hmm. and that keeps you guys together. Yeah. And then after that, it's the what's maybe the friendship uh, under that. Yeah. So when you were talking about just going through the motions in other relationships, do you feel like you were in more of a friendship phase or just like I'm already here, so I'm going to stick with it? Um, some of them have been from distance and stuff. So like there's already a shift and it's really just like not acknowledging the shift, you know? And then there's also the point where, like, early on, I, I feel like early on most of us know, like, whether something is right or not. Um, I don't. I, oh, I do. Um, well, how do you know when it's right or not for you? You do, There's a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you have gut feelings, right? Yeah. In, in life, like, in general. Yeah, for certain things. It's hard for me to sometimes hear what my gut is saying and to know if it's my gut or if it's motivated by fear so in your gut, you just knew, like, this isn't my person? Yeah. Well, I mean, fear is also, like, something that you can use, like, as a compass to point you in the right direction. Sometimes if you're in a relationship too long, there's stuff that's not going right. You'll talk to a bunch of your friends about it, about all the things you don't like. And then you will also, everyone else will hear what's, like, mm-hmm. wrong about it. And then be like, you know, I'm not in the relationship, so I don't really know. But, like, you're giving that off and you're giving, like, it is, like, kind of like a cry for help. And you kind of just, like, <laughs> it's not really a cry for help. It's, like, a cry for confirmation where... You're just like, um, someone else tell me this isn't, uh, right. So that I can not feel crazy about like wanting to move on. And I'm also afraid of like leaving what has become like a comfortable thing because this relationship has become like 
a pillar or like an, an object that is just like something you can hold on to. And just like in general, it's easier to hold on to what you know, um, instead of like stepping into what you don't. So how do you know when you're talking about issues with, was that a clue for you and your past relationships when you're talking to other people and they're hearing your cry for help? Uh, no, I don't think I do that that much. Um, are you talking about me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, like I have had, because I think there's a difference because it could be a cry for help and like, let me get out of this thing. Or it could be like, these are the things that need to be addressed Mm -hmm. and people are hashing it out and figuring it what, what the root of it is versus just either throwing it all away or just staying in it blindly. I think there's a difference. No, there are different things. Yeah. And sometimes you like to figure that stuff out. Sometimes you do just need to talk stuff out. Yeah. Um, but it's when you bring, and this isn't about you either, um, okay. but it's when you like you, um, if you ever bring up the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. at separate times, there's points in like relationships where like, if you want something to change, but so much time will pass that nothing changes and you still want that same thing. And this is about me now. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. just going to point out, you say you a lot. And it's like a little... Oh, di- no, not not you. No, no, I know. You're collective, I, yeah. Yeah, collective you a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little... It might seem like it's a little detached from yourself. I knew pretty early on in, like, one of my relationships that, like, things were not really right. And I just, like, had not been with someone for, like, a long time. And, like, when you... Uh, like, scarcity will affect, like, how you... <laughs> scarcity mentality, yeah. yeah. It'll affect how you see things. And, again, I won't, like, consider whether or not, like... I like this person. All I will think about is like, oh, someone likes me finally. Um, mm. And it's like, obviously, that extends outside of relationships and stuff too. Like that makes sense from what you said earlier about like, oh, when you're in a relationship, you're depending on this other person for validation, and it's taking up time and, yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that's something that may be blocking you from bringing that, bringing romantic situations into your life. Are you? Do you feel like you're in a place where you're ready? to to be in a relationship again probably probably yeah (laughs) i know the answer's telling (laughs) yeah um i know that personally i'm also someone who's just like now like will not even tolerate like anything that's not like you know right you know like the right feeling because a lot of dating is like you go out and like see is that, is there a difference? Is that like, oh, this thing turned me off. I'm done. Or is it like, I no it's not like a, it's not like a condition. It's more just like a knowing, you know, I like trust that. Yeah. I like trust knowing what is right and what isn't. I do it with friendships. I won't keep around people who I. Based on how people make you feel when you're around them. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's even just like got feelings and stuff. And even when someone because they don't have to be like a bad person for me like not to want to be friends with them you know yeah we don't want to keep people around who are just like yeah i don't know if they're doing anything for my life or not yeah well they say you're the sum of the five people closest to you Mm -hmm. and so this person's rubbing off on you in some way which sounds dirty but it's not Mm -hmm. they're they're impacting you whether you like it or not so it's smart to to be particular about who you keep around yeah i mean like it's and like especially everything. in a romantic relationship. Yeah. You're, like, merging DNA and stuff. Like yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, like, I also believe that, like, whoever you end up being with at any given time is, like, you take something away from them. You yeah. know, you learn something from them. There are people, like, in our lives that we, like, see and that we, um, 
there's like stuff that might bother us about them uh, but yeah um but that's like just a reflection of like this thing bothers me because like it's a thing i'm either afraid that i am capable of that i do that i push against that like i reject because of like how my parents were or like you know it's Some all like sort of mirror everything yeah. like in life that turns back onto yourself everyone like no matter who you are to me that just makes it all the more confusing because well it is <laughs> when when you when you say oh i'm rejecting this about this person it's like you're really just rejecting yourself so are you really giving this person an opportunity or are you just looking for people who don't exactly mirror the things that you don't like well it's not but about you that need person a, you need to fix you need to work on that is whatever it is in you because you can keep going from relationship to relationship and have the same issue yeah well that's why the that's why people will end up with the same types of people yeah until they learn from it and then it's not like you meet the right person next but you might meet whoever whatever else you need to work on next everything is like a curriculum so then everybody is... you date essentially it's like oh well everybody you meet it's like i'm going this... back to school again yeah but i'm attracted to this person and we have sex so yeah <laughs> So, so you, so it seems like you have some conflict about whether or not you want to be in a romantic relationship. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you... It has to do with worth and stuff. Go on. Oh, okay. Um, no, it just has to do with like worth and stuff. Sometimes, um, I'm like, yes, I would like to attract like someone into my life. Um, then sometimes I'm like, am I ready to because of like the other aspects of my life? I'm like, is this established enough? Is this established enough? Mm. Instead of letting it all like come and grow together... Sometimes there's, like, a push against it. Sometimes there's, like, a strong desire for it. And, like, a lot of the times that desire, like, is coming from, like, a lacking because I'm, like, I don't have this right now. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't even necessarily say I'm, like, s I'm not even, like, really frustrated about it, you know? I'm not yeah. really, like, grasping that much for it. I mean, it seems like you, you said earlier you're not even making attempts at yeah. um, finding it. Yeah. Because, like, I, you don't, we don't never know how, like, we find anything really there's no like answer yeah uh but there are i mean one could argue there's steps you could take you could go online dating and like you could put yourself in a position where you're out more and meeting more people and mm -hmm. increasing the odds but yeah. it doesn't seem like that's a priority for you right now maybe not really i've tried like the dating apps and stuff and i've gotten off of them before yeah um you just go and be around people you know yeah and then eventually you like see someone you click with are you just kind of waiting for something organically to show up? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if it happens, it happens. If not, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. For now, at least. Yeah, for now. Yeah. I'm like a person, you know? So like, <laughs> it changes from like, day to day, week to week. Yeah. So I, sometimes it's like easier to be like, content. And that's not even like, holding up in like, the house or anything. But it's just like... It's just being like, I don't, I'm not really seeking like a relationship. I'm seeking like a relationship that I li would like. Right. You um, don't want to just get into I don't want to just date. I want to like, um, I want to date in a way that I like. And like, because it's like so undefined, it's like hard sometimes to really like nail down like what to do or what happens from there, you know? Like, the reason I get off of, like, dating apps is because I am just, like, I, like, feel bad going on them now. You're not enjoying the process. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's not it's really like... fun. It's, like, 
it's like a game for a while and then like sometimes it's also crazy because I'm like oh there's all these people who like live in this city that I will never run into yeah and it's crazy like that amount um and there's even more like in the world it's like just uh mind-boggling like who you end up running into it's like very limited uh no matter who you are yeah like you'll never there's no one in the world who will ever be like I personally met seven billion other people But it's like, yeah. Tony Robbins probably has. Personally met them? I don't know. Have you met him? Tony? Mm Mm-hmm. Not yet. That means he hasn't. Oh. Dang it. Mm Mm-hmm. I have met him. He has not met me. What does that mean? I know. I'm aware of him. He's not aware of me. Oh, wait. But you haven't met him? Like in person? Look, one of my friends met him. So it's like the same thing. So that's a different person. (laughs) Is it though? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Dang. So love. Mm-hmm. You're happy without it? Yeah. Unless you have a secret guest. I want to introduce you to your new partner. Now let's talk about this. This is a paper shredder. Oh. Well, you know, keep an open mind. It will hurt. <laughs> All love hurts sometimes. It's part of the growth process. That's true. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In order for you to enjoy dating... And for you to to um, make it worth your while mm-hmm. in a relationship, what would that look like for you? What would an ideal relationship look like? Oh, I have it written down. Okay. Um, but I forget. And this question is always like, what gets me? You watched this. We went to. Yeah. We went to a. We went to a love workshop together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd think there would be more singles there, right? Were there were there no singles there? Oh. No, no, no. Like. In the workshop. You'd think she would just be like you guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was about, like, I think, uncovering blockages and, and things like that. Yeah, I discovered some. You did? I did, yeah. Yeah, so did I. Mm-hmm. So it was enlightening. And I think that's part of it. Yeah. But your ideal relationship, what would make it worth it for you? Um, I like to use the word ease, It's which is different than uh, easy. Mm-hmm. Um. Where if you just, like, imagine um, being, like, being, like, able to move and stuff, if that makes sense. Like, you're in a relationship with a person, you're two different people, and, um, like, I would like to be in a relationship with someone who has, like, their own, like, outside stuff going on. My problems in the past have been that um, I've dealt with, like, clinginess. Um, I was, like, very clingy in, like, high school. Um let go of that and then I've had other people like kind of like latch on and it feels like it's smothering yeah and it's uh meshment right what's what like enmeshment maybe yeah like emotional it's it's honestly it's like a leech um yeah and like I've had that where someone's just like kind of draining my energy like my time my uh but then also like twisting it to be like no, like, I'm doing this, like, for you, and, like, to, I'm, like, fuck it's manip- off. It's manipulative. It is manipulative. And it's... that, I think, being in a situation like that would make it hard to trust people that come into your life, too, to know what their motives are and to, to know if they're being honest yeah. and, and real. And that's why I come back also to the, like, oh, I'm, I know when it's right, because I knew when that was wrong. And, like, I was with that person for, like, two and a half years, and I knew it was wrong one or three weeks in. Three weeks? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So what made you stay? Just the, she liked me? Yeah. It was nice to like have someone. Someone who wanted you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just nice. It's that is a, a great feeling. Yeah. And it's again, like it becomes general, you know, it's because it's not about that person anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, I have a relationship. Like I have a girlfriend. I have like a thing you know that it's like a like... status thing it's like when you're in a relationship it's like oh there's at least one other person who approves of me as a person yeah like it and, was more for uh, my like ego it's than validating like, yeah yeah but um, yeah it was for my ego not for like me um yeah. it didn't enhance your life or bring anything no i mean like and again there's like you know like anything there's like positive things that come out of it but for like the most part like um I was like, oh, no, I was supposed to get out of this, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's the other half of it, too, where I'm just like, oh, I was in it for, like, exactly as long as I was supposed to be. But Yeah. Which is sometimes helpful because I was in it for, like, that long. Yeah. Um, and there were, like, things that came into my life and, like, things that, like, probably wouldn't, like, without having dated her. But also, I think it's more important for me to just take going forward, being like, oh, yeah, be, like, it's fine to be, like, discriminatory with, like, who I'm choosing to like be with right i almost got too passionate by moving my arms around (laughs) and then i wasn't (laughs) so it seems like you have a a vetting process and you had a vetting process before Mm -hmm. but this time around you you're more inclined to take action yeah if something's not right yeah or even letting it in in the first place yeah because it's a form of like not being expressive yeah (laughs) which is like I mean, like, it's choking. Like, it chokes you. Um, when you can't, like... When you're like, this is wrong. We have to do something about it. And, like, it was a thing, like, we had talked about a few times, too. And, like, even my therapist was like, oh, what do you want it to look... Like, what do you want your relationship to look like in, like, six months? And I was like, oh, like this. And then, like, when it doesn't change, you're just like, well, it might, though. You know, I'm just giving it a timeline. And then, like, that stuff, like, doesn't change. Like, you need to, like, interact with other people to for things to really change sometimes when you're like with someone you can just be like uh that person like won't learn their lessons with me like you know they have to grow apart like and we have to grow apart like separately yeah um so yeah otherwise like you we just like strangle each other and you know die so happy valentine's day (laughs) by the way look up minzui's uh Everyone is your Valentine's music video. Oh, yeah. I remember. I it's still on. <laughs> I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, Christine, you did a great job uh, not looking at the camera. I but actually, you were you were really good in it, so I'm happy that I, you did I it. I was happy how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Laura was great, too. Um, oh, I forgot she was in it. She... So, yeah, I'm sensing a lot of fear around even getting into a position where you're vulnerable enough um, to connect with someone, because I think... There's this fear that you might stay. Yeah. So what strategies are you going to employ to make sure that you don't stick around a relationship that's not working just because someone wants you? I, th- I honestly, I think just being like honest with myself, like when it comes up, yeah. like right away. Um, and like, you know, just communicating that because. Communicating that with. Whoever person. I'm with, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, did you with try myself that, too? I guess. Did you try that in the other relationship, or is just yeah. like a silent knowing? Yeah, it was. Uh, we we talked about it out loud and stuff too. Like a few times, it came up more than once, and then like eventually we talked about it and like, you know, went our separate ways. Maybe that was just part of the process. Yeah. The other thing too is that you get. I, I got tricked into being like. You know, because, like, we're good at communicating about it because we were just, like, good at sharing about it. I'm like, oh, that means, like, we can get through anything, which is not true. Like, you, you, we, I have to, like, we have to find the people who actually, like, brings, bring something good and, like, bring joy into our lives. Yeah. Um, and sometimes things are just wrong. And there's, like, so many factors, you know, there's, like, timing, there's, like, who it is, there's those two. There's two things. There's two <laughs> factors. <laughs> There's so many factors, yeah. and both of those factors mm -hmm. are important. And there's a fear factor. <laughs> I think there is a fear factor in a lot of it. No, of course. There's... I, oh, speaking from personal experience, my fear is that I'm throwing in the towel too easily yeah. versus working it out and seeing if it can go anywhere Yeah. versus being like, well, this isn't working. And it's just time to cut your losses. And I guess you really can't know that until you're in it. Yeah. And you reach your, your breaking point. Yeah. Do you feel like you reached your breaking point in your last relationship and it just got to a point where it was just too much? Yeah. And, and exploded? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, love. Any, any, do you have any plans um, moving forward or are you just gonna... any Valentine's Day plans? No, I, I don't. Um, if anyone is not doing anything on Valentine's Day, I'm available. Uh, are you going to put yourself out there more or do you think you're just going to kind of wait? No, I just, I mean, like, honestly, I just try and be like out in the world more instead of like in my house, you know? Yeah. Um, I assume that's how people met before phones. I don't really know. There's work, school friends of friends yeah because like once you leave college you're like what i'm like everyone's far away what is this <laughs> um yeah you know i could like look really hard or i could just like be open to seeing like what's actually around me what would you think about trying um a few different strategies for x amount of time like have themed weeks or months like this month mm -hmm. um when i do focus on relationship stuff, I'm going to channel that all into going out more. This month, I'm going to do the online hustle. This month, I'm going to ask my friends if they know anyone mm -hmm. or whatever it is. What would you think about doing something like that? Well, do you know anyone? <laughs> um, let me think on that. Okay. A lot See, of my that's friends what happens all the time. <laughs> a lot of my friends are in relationships, but you know, the relationship I'm in right now is that's how I met someone is from mm -hmm. a friend and asking her. Yeah. And she's heard me complain about being alone for a long time. And I, and then I asked her and she's like, oh yeah. I'm like, well, why didn't you say that before? Mm -hmm. You know, I have so. a lot of, I've, I've asked like a lot of friends before and they're like, I don't know. I'm like, what? What do you ask them? I'm like, do you know anyone who's single at least? Like, does that? No, that's just like what I'm saying right now. Oh, anyone who's single. No. Because I literally ask someone like. If you know, like, any single people who, who are, like, looking or anyone who might, like, be good for me, like, let me know. Um, and they're like, I don't know. This person? No. And then that's the end. But, like, hold on. I'm going to ask you a different question. Yeah. Name five actors. Any actors. Brad Pitt, Michelle Pfeiffer, 
Lupita. I don't know how to say her long last name. Um, Nyong'o? Dan, 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 uh, Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Okay. Is I guess that five? I guess that's five, yeah. Okay, never mind. Good job. It's, Whenever very, I'm... it's very general. Yeah. So when I, when I did ask my friend, I will say this caveat. I mm-hmm. said, do you know any nice single guys who are kind? Or so, I said something specific. Mm-hmm. And then she thought of the nicest guy that she knew. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but would I be attracted to him? Actually, yeah, I think you would. So mm. it kind of went from there. So when you're looking for this ideal person, like what are some defining characteristics that you that me that you would be drawn to most? Like kindness, seven foot eight, kindness. <laughs> don't edit. Don't edit. Don't edit that out. Leave that. In. <laughs> I will. Okay. Oh, okay. That was the end of your question. Yes. Yeah. No, I want someone who's like kind and smart and you want a creative who, person do you want a desk jockey a what i don't know i've i heard it on tv when they talk about cops that get uh, they get desk works they they're called desk jockeys i don't know why i said that i don't know an office person i don't know what to call those people nine to fivers yeah sometimes i've like tried to narrow that down and i don't know that that really like matters it to me yeah. that much but someone be who's fun kind to... and smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Food lover. Yeah. Well, that kind of gives you um, a little bit more uh, specificity in where you could be spending your time. Yeah. Like a cooking class or... Um, well, I don't want to have to cook. <laughs> I don't want to learn to cook. I mean, I know how to cook, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in terms of like meeting people with those interests or food fairs or something like that where you could meet foodies or if you're on Instagram and you're looking at all these like food accounts that you like and you can see who else is like this stuff and engaging with people. I mean, I know that's how you met your last girlfriend. It didn't work out, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a similar interest type thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, before we shut down this portion of mm-hmm. the podcast, do you have any takeaways that you got from our conversation so far? Yeah, you know how I said that there were, like, patterns that repeat and stuff? Yeah. Every time someone asks me to, like, specify, um, something happens inside of my body that's, like, or, I mean, some resistance shows up. Mm. And I don't know why that's, like, so difficult. Mm. Was that in relation to, like, the deflecting earlier? No, like, you just asked just now, like, what would your ideal, like... Oh, and you have blockages around that. Yeah. It's always, like, hard to... Sometimes it, like, flares up when I'm, like, yeah, I think this is, like, the right feeling and stuff. And I don't know if it's, it might just be like hard to describe sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes I think I don't want to like sit and like put energy into like this arbitrary, like not arbitrary, but just like non-tangible person mm. or anyone yet. You know, it's yeah. like I'm creating someone. And I, it's, it's really hard to do to just imagine something completely from scratch. Yeah. To just be like, oh, this is the person. Well, write down how tall are they. There's some that they get really mm-hmm. specific. Some that are like, don't get that specific because yeah. you don't know what it'll look like. But what if? Um, what do you think about going to it from a feeling point of view? Like, this is how I'd like to feel around this person. Yeah. This is how I'd like to feel. And you and you mentioned that with the ease. Yeah. Thing. So. Because the other thing too is that, again, like when I was like younger, I did cling very much mm-hmm. to people. And so I attracted other people who were, like, also like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, being clingy, I think, was, like, one of the things that, like, helped tank my, like, or, like my high school. I also went to college, and then she was a year younger, so. 
there was like distance stuff too, but yeah, but there was like, I started like attracting that thing that like I yeah. didn't like. Yeah. Cause um, that's what you're looking at. Even if you're saying, I don't want that again. I don't want that again. Your mind only hears, it doesn't hear the negative. It just hears, Oh, you want some more of the clinginess? Yeah. Oh, I got some clinginess yeah. for you. And it's also difficult too, like with wanting and stuff. Wanting in general is just wanting when you it, want something, it, means it comes you don't from, have it. yeah, it comes from a place yeah. of lack. And mm. so it's very difficult to. Oh, so what if we do this? Mm-hmm. Like, what in your life do you really feel good doing and that you enjoy? And you say, oh, I, I'm so grateful for whatever this is. Is there something in your life right now, a feeling that you get? Yeah, so I do Reiki. And when I do it, it feels very good because of, like, the energy stuff itself. But, like, also, while I'm doing it, I feel like I have purpose. And so, like, mm. I would really like someone who, like, has, like, purpose in their life. Um, you've, you've been on set before. Mm-hmm. When you're on set, what's really cool about, like, every single person on set is that they, like, know... I mean, except for the... Um, what's really cool about every single person on set is that they know... Um, they have one job, and they know exactly what it is, and they're, like, very good at that one thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, very attractive I to me. I saw the boom mic there. Yeah. Is that what I was holding? <laughs> These are just dinosaur claws. You went like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just, like, uh, that is, like, very attractive to me. Um, because it's just, like yes, I know what to do. I'm going to go do it. And it's like, they're in their own, they're like an expert in their own world, Mm -hmm. you know? And that, I feel like that kind of, um, could be the opposite of the clingy person. Cause that person's clinging cause they don't have direction and they don't know where they're going and they don't know themselves. And so they, versus having a person who has purpose, it's like, they're not dependent on you for their happiness. You're not dependent on them and they're going to keep going forward. And that's someone that you could grow with and become a better person with. Yeah. 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 I like yeah, it. So when... there you go. Looking for, so now your, your mind's going to be attuned to, uh, your radar is going to be up for people with purpose and you can just start noticing that even with people, you know, the same text that just people in general, just like who has purpose? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? I'm going to do that too, actually. Yeah. I think that's a great, great idea. Cool. We There's can attractiveness be accountable for each other. Purpose. Yeah. yeah. This person purpose driven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, when we, we come back. Let me say that again. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to talk to Minzwi about one of his creative processes when we return on A Little Advice. Hi, guys. Thanks again for listening to A Little Advice Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please remember to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. It really helps out the podcast. And you look like a cool person, and that's important, right? Comedy related. Did you know I was a stand up comedian? You probably can't even tell from this podcast. It's like so serious. But anyway, I do have some live shows coming up. I'll, I've got a lot of them. This weekend, I'm at the Madhouse Comedy Club, uh, Friday, Saturday, and headlining in the Brick Room on Sunday. Next week, I'm in Oregon doing shows. And next month, I'll be in, where am I? Washington and in Indiana. So. Check out my website, christinelittle.net. Give me a follow at at thexteenlittle on Instagram, and you can keep abreast of all this information. Thank you guys so much again for listening to A Little Eyes. And we are back several moments later. I'm here with Minzui Korami. I'm here with Christine Little. Your name is harder. It's got more syllables. Korami. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, By yeah. one, it's one more. One more, yeah. So, Minzui, you are an energy healer. You do Reiki. Tell me about how you got into to doing that. Sure. Um, I had known about it before, um, and I just hadn't gotten it done. I was kind of curious. Um, 
and my yoga studio at my yoga studio uh someone named nikki mari she did a workshop and mm-hmm. i just went to that um and she did like a crystal healing workshop and so she, she put crystals on us and then did reiki uh and afterwards i was just like kind of curious and i asked her i was like hey how do you get um trained to do this and again i was just drawn to it i'm not 100 percent sure why what was your experience when you received the reiki at this event my experience with uh reiki with reiki that yeah. was the first time i'd gotten it like receive so what was that like for you did you feel a difference did you what did it feel like uh i don't remember i actually don't remember um as far as like any feeling and anything goes the thing about reiki too is like everyone experiences it uh differently mm-hmm. sometimes you don't feel anything really um but like stuff will come through to whoever's doing whoever's the practitioner mm-hmm. um and they'll like share some stuff uh i forgot what she shared with me it was some animals and stuff i think it was snake mm-hmm. um snake is like a transformative mm-hmm. thing because it sheds its skin it's um and they also say like the snake is like at the base of your spine for the mm-hmm. kundalini energy to like start rising and stuff mm-hmm. so i've gotten it like a few times from different people um but I went to her first and like I asked her how to get trained and stuff in it. And, um, oh no, actually I went to another woman named Juniper, uh, after that. And she did like a full session and stuff. And that was like an individual one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different cause you have like the attention on you the whole time instead of split. Was that a different group. experience than the other one with the crystals? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. What was different um, about it? Uh, it was a private space. Everyone, d- she says like prayers during it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is like all the every practitioner does it like differently because it's kind of intuitive mm-hmm. um oh should i say what it is for people who don't know what it is yeah yeah uh so reiki is uh translates to universal life force energy and it's just like this i described it as like this like warm white light mm-hmm. uh and it it uh basically will send what energy you need where it needs to go and also like remove whatever doesn't need to be there mm-hmm. um so it's like a massage for like your energy field. Mm-hmm. Um, After when you receive Reiki for the first time and when you receive it now, do you feel an energy shift? Uh, yeah. So it depends. It's going to depend on every time. Like it's always going to be different. And uh, yeah, you let go of and like gain what you need to when you need to gain it mm-hmm. or let go of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very like individual and like personalized and stuff it's like uh it's inward not outward Mm -hmm. so like um if you were like i would not like to receive reiki i couldn't like i can't send it to you because it's you it's like yours and it's if like that does that make sense or not no (laughs) um sorry i i'm just so so it just like is like a it just is an energy and like you already have yeah, it's accessible to all of us. It's not like I'm not like a special person because um, I practice it. Um, so the the Reiki mm-hmm. that's in you, or it's just existing in general. It just is like in the universe. It's so like the collective. Energy. What you are is like a, a conduit. Yeah. For that energy to be more concentrated. Yeah. So practitioners act exactly like as a conduit. So okay. Whenever like a session would start, uh, I would just activate it the Reiki energy comes through me. Activating Reiki. Yeah. So that's what I do. I do like that robot voice and I do that with my hands. Um, Christine just did robot hands. Yeah. Um, which I guess people could guess, but <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious, <laughs> but now it's like extra obvious, <laughs> but like you activate it, it comes through you. And then like the practitioner will direct it wherever it needs to go. 
Um, and that that's the intuitive part of them yeah. knowing where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, it's like kind of nuts because like sometimes I'll do it and I'll be like, I don't, I don't like, and it seems like I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I just mean like, oh, I just put my hands there because that's where I was supposed to. And like people came up to me after and were just literally, um, someone came up and was like, I was like in a car accident and like, I hurt my shoulder and like you touch that shoulder and like the energy released in it and it feels like a little better and i'm like cool man um, <laughs> that's great um because the other thing is i try to explain it as a relaxation modality like that's all i think that i am able to guarantee from a session and there, there's other like byproducts from it some people will feel like pain relief some people will feel um like a big like energetic release some people mm. will have like emotional shifts some people will cry um and it's always different. It's always, like, whatever that person needs at that time. So how do you activate the Reiki? Um, I literally say, activate Reiki as a robot. <laughs> I, I, in my head, I do say, like, just, I activate it. And I just ask it to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know does... when it's there and when it's not? What, uh, how do you mean? Do you know when it's actually activated? Because I feel like if I were doing it, I'd be like, activate Reiki. And I'm like, is it on? You know? <laughs> Like, do a sound check? I'm like, hello, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Like, am I, my hands, like, buzz or something? You can feel right it. Now? Okay. Yeah, you can feel it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you just activate it. There are, like, symbols and stuff that... Um, Tell me about these symbols. Uh, there's four... Or there's... I guess there's, like, six. Um, there's symbols that were passed on. It's by Reiko... What the fuck is his name? Cut this part out. Um... You're giving me a lot of editing to do, and I do not like it. I know. I know. But you would have none if you hadn't asked me to come do it at all. Go on. This is your fault, I'm saying. <laughs> um, no, so the symbols are just basically shortcuts that they, like, like they used to pass down because the person who like helped bring it over was like, we want to train other practitioners and like for there to be a shorthand. So they're just, like, infused with, like, intent. And so, because we all agree that this is what they do, um, they work that way. So what is this? Do you have them on you? Or is it, like, a... What is the... What form does the symbol take? Is it a mental picture? Is it a physical yeah, you gesture? Yeah, you like, can do a lot of different things. So, like, they're... I mean, like, they're... You can physically draw them out. But, like, um, Christine's looking at my hands all weird. I thought he was doing a jack-off motion for a second. So that's a... Uh, my hand was just in a fist. <laughs> okay. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about all the, <laughs> the jerking off. <laughs> um, no, but you can do a lot of things. You can picture them in your head. Um, you can draw them with your hands. Uh, Is it like just the like OA? The that, movie, that show on Netflix? It's OA? not really like the OA, no. Like, I wouldn't say even a little bit, no. Um, <laughs> wow, we just shut that down. Uh, I, I, I feel like I had to. Um <laughs> A deep cut. I don't think people talk about the OA anymore. No, no. It stands for Original Angel. It's on Netflix. It's an it's, interesting show. It's okay. I liked it. I liked it. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I watched it on a plane. Um, on my phone. What was I saying? Symbols. Yeah, they're just shortcuts. They do different things. There's a power symbol. There's there's the master symbol that you turn on. It will basically heal. Like at um, it's meant to like find like a problem like at its root. Mm-hmm. Or find, like, the source um, at its root. There's a power symbol that just amplifies, like, the energy. There's the emotional symbol that, like, helps with, you know, emotional release and stuff. And there's a distance symbol as well. And that helps to, um, 
send Reiki through like space and time. So like, oh, okay. so like if I wanted to do it over his phone, like that would be possible using that. Um, or if someone like doesn't want to be touched too, you can do, I can use that and like, I can sit at the other side of the room and do that as well. Okay. Um, and then for like sending it through time and stuff, it's like when you do like therapy and, um, we'll sometimes identify memories and then go back and try and like heal those memories. Um, it's like that it'll, it'll get back like at its root. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's just a different like, um, method really. Um, like it can complement like traditional, uh, therapy. It can also like complement like medical work and stuff. Is there anything that you do to prepare for a Reiki session? Um, I just try and like clear my own energy to try and stay grounded. What do you do to clear your energy? Um, so Reiki can be done on yourself. Um, I can do a meditation, um, to do that. Uh, it's really, it's just making sure that I'm in a good, like, headspace and stuff. The really cool thing about Reiki also is because, like, the practitioners act as a conduit, it comes through and, like, will heal the practitioner at the same time. Oh, wow. So, like, doing it on someone will never, like, leave me drained, personally. Okay. Um, because it's just, like, I have to, it has to be coming through me, too get to someone else right um, and you're not picking when you're taking away their their negative energy you're not picking up on that ever no so like um the other cool thing about reiki too is it can only be used to heal and it can only be used to send light um so you can't use it like negatively you can't be like i'm gonna use reiki to crash that car um <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a psychic power like it's not a power either it's just like um it's honestly just like a very focused type of listening mm. you know like i'm just listening to like what needs to be done or said and like again that's where like gut feelings and like all that stuff come in and there's so many ways that we like are able to listen that we reject from like growing up and like from being conditioned to do tell me about some of those ways that you can listen yeah like if you've ever gotten like just to um some people like will hear messages and stuff and they're like this was crazy like i have a friend who was like yeah i um I met this person at like a random party and in my head I had a specific phrase and that phrase was just like, I'm going to meet my husband tonight or something like that. Um, there's stuff like that. There's also like just, uh, what if when you, you, is that different from being like, okay, I'm going out tonight and I'm meeting my husband. Is that different than, uh, the message coming through? Yeah. Cause that's you just saying that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I find it difficult to know when you're having an intuitive, intuitive experience and it's coming from, something else or when you're just having a thought yeah it's very difficult their yeah. thoughts are thoughts come into our heads all the time and yeah. thoughts are not necessarily right um right. they're just like you know we're curious and do you have a like, method of distinguishing the two uh no i know people do um i don't really it's just like kind of trusting and it's uh you know with people who are like intelligent um you if you get a thought, the reason it's hard is because like another one will like happen in front of it. Like when you get an intuitive one, like a different possibility will pop up in front of it, making it like hard to discern. Mm-hmm. Um, well, discernment is a gift in and of itself. Yeah. But it's also yeah. like you can practice it. Um, like I, like I always say at the, in the first men in black, do you remember the first men in black? Yeah. Okay. Sugar cool. water. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will be like, that's an old, that's too old. Or like, 
I was too old to watch it or I was too young to see it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's Men in Black. There's a scene where, like, <laughs> he, does, he does the training and the other trainees, like, shoot all the aliens. You know, they all pop up, mm-hmm. all, all the cardboard things. And they shoot all the aliens. And then Will Smith comes and he just shoots, like, that old lady. Um, like, that's, like, it's practicable. Like, you know, you can, like, look for the actual signs. He just looked at them quicker. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you, like, ever meet someone and you get, like, just a weird feeling about them. That's, like, a sense that, like, sometimes we'll turn it off because we're, like, I don't want to appear like a bad person who's, like, judging this person before I know them. But sometimes you know stuff. Mm. Um, and it's, like, okay to trust that. I I don't know why. It just made me think of this book that I'm reading called Devil in the White City about H.H. Holmes, this prolific serial killer in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I get it. You read books. You're, like, smart. <laughs> I'm not. It's an audio book, if that makes a difference. Oh, it does. Okay. So, um, it just, this part stood out to me. His wife had said that... His wife. His wife <laughs> said that he would hold baby. He loved babies, and he was really good at calming them. Mm. And... And the babies loved him. And it was just so bizarre. I'm like, but he's a serial killer. It could be that he, since he doesn't have, he doesn't have uh, any, he probably doesn't have as much anxiety because he doesn't have the emotional capacity for it. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's why he's so calming. Babies are also stupid. They don't have the life experience. No, they really don't. They shouldn't be teaching classes. They should not be doing Reiki. They shouldn't be driving. No. Or getting married. Have you seen Look Who's Talking? That baby drives at the end. It's a I bad... love that movie. That's the sequel, right? Or is that the Look Who's Talking 2 is the sequel. Yeah. And then they made a Look Who's Talking Dogs, yeah, which I, I never saw. But I think I saw it. Those are great movies. I saw part of it on a Comedy oh. Central, but not a lot. All right. So that's... Sorry, that gave me a little tangent of about discernment because I'm like, how do you... How do you know? There's so many variables. Yeah. So... The thing I always also say is, like, you do know. You know, like, what are you waiting for to confirm it? Well. I'm and not... I also say that, like, understanding that it's, like, difficult because I'm a person, you know? Yeah. Um. But it's. Like, no one knows you, Christine, better than, like, you, Christine, do. And, like, no one knows me better than I do. Ah, I know you. What's my... Oh, I told you right before this. Lee! Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and that's not knowing someone. That's just knowing someone's name. Uh-huh. Okay. But, like, yeah, all those... Like, whenever I do, like, Reiki for someone, I always am, like, I can tell you all this stuff, too, that, like, came through or whatever. If it doesn't resonate with you, then, like you know, then you weren't supposed to hear it. And if it does, then like, great, take that with you. Because like, I'm never going to know you like as well as you can. Right. Um, I can know what I observe about you. Um, and that's more than just like looking at you and like hearing you and whatever. There's like a lot of other stuff to like pick up. But, um, at the end of the day, like you're going to know what's right for you and you're going to know what's true for you. Um, and like as simple as like an answer as that is, it's just like, you know, do you have a, a feeling of, as you said earlier, ease about a certain thing? Or is there any sort of sensation that you get when you feel like you're getting um, an intuitive thought from yourself versus just a regular useless thought? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, 
at least I'm not sure how to like really quantify it. Okay. Um, because there is a difference and I don't think the thing is I'm not like labeling it anymore as like this or this, but sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I think I could do that. Um, and then I'll try it. And the other thing is sometimes as far as like, we're looking at tangible, like goals or like things that we would like to get. Um, sometimes it's like, Oh, was that wrong? Because this didn't pan out, but really it was like to do the experience Mm -hmm. of that and to try doing this rather than like getting like a thing that I want. Getting an award, getting a, some kind of compensation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, getting paid for, yeah. for work. <laughs> exactly. How absurd. Yeah, you know, there's a reason that I edited that fucking thing for that guy who never paid me. Oh, God. Who knows? So, um, is there anything else you'd like to share about Reiki that I haven't touched on or we haven't touched on? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just, like, a really cool thing. It's been a really cool part of my life. Um, it's helped me uh, get, feel, like, more ease in my life. Um mm-hmm. There's, like, after the workshop that I did, I felt, like, very energized, like, the next day. Even, like, in yoga class, I was like, wow, I feel, like, very strong. Like, everything's, like, flowing through my body today. Um, And everything just feels, like, kind of nice. And the main thing that, like, I like to share about it, too, is that it is, like, in the realm of, like, kind of, like, woo-woo, spiritual, like, L.A. stuff. Um, But I really think it's important that like it's a tool to or it's like a yeah yeah, a tool is a good word it's it's a tool that like we can use in like our everyday lives but the most important thing to remember is that like our everyday lives like happen here like the things that we want like careers and relationships and all these things are just as important as being like spiritually connected Mm -hmm. um and it's like a rope like being pulled taut on one side it has to stay in balance by like that energy does have to like rise and it has to come down as well so that your feet are on the ground. Mm-hmm. So um, you're not just in woo woo land all the time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, when we talk about like being grounded as well, you can, it's possible to be too grounded where like your feet are like sunk into the earth and then it's possible to be not grounded enough where you're like floating because if you're floating above the ground, like you can't walk because <laughs> your feet aren't touching the ground. Um, and I like to think of it more as like being like, on a skateboard or like on skis or on a surfboard or something where well, what does that tangibly look like these analogies of floating off the ground and deep into the ground what would be an example of someone being grounded? if someone's like being way too grounded it's someone who could like for example um say like an exec or someone who's like very very good at like making money and who's very great at like um bringing in all these like tangible things they they it's easy for them to like get a house or like a car or like a job or like to just have the stuff that it seems like you want to build around your life, but thrive like, in a worldly way. But you hear, and like, we hear the phrase like money doesn't buy happiness. Some of those people are not happy because they're not, um, connected to like the reasons they wanted mm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're, when you're like not grounded enough, um, especially like in LA, you can meet like a bunch of people who are very, uh, just floaty and they're like, they've thrown away everything. And you're like, what? Some people will envy them and be like, wow, you know, I wish I could just like detach from, you know, all this, earthly stuff but like when you're like entirely detached then you're not here either and mm-hmm. so you're not like experiencing your life like the way you're supposed to be it's, it's like kind of a cop out yeah yeah um and both are like that's why we want to be in balance mm-hmm. um because we want to have like the the life that we want on earth you know like i would I, i'd like to live in a house with like a bed that i'd like it to be warm and like all this stuff i'd like a relationship i would like 
all these things but I also want to make sure that I like have purpose. I want to make sure that I brought all this stuff to help support like what I want to do and experience, mm-hmm. you know, the tools that you need. Exactly. Yeah. So what are some ways that people could be more balanced in their life? Um, or like how, how could they bring more balance into their life? Uh, I mean, it's just like acknowledging it, um, where you are in the present, if that makes sense. Like when, when you really want something and you're like coming at it at a place of lack you that means you're projecting yourself into like the future and you're like trying to live inside of the that world and it's not there yet and you're not going to move towards it because you're not in your body um this is very like (laughs) well see the the qualm i have with that is that i've heard like live as if you've already gotten the things that you wanted yeah, but the most important part of that sentence is live at the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not living as if you were living how if you're living as if you have the thing you already wanted, you wouldn't be thinking about the future where you don't have the things you already want. Hmm. You know, like it's like embodying that energy. Like it's it's like um, if you're looking for a job and you're not applying for jobs and you just act like you have a job already, um, you want to like be in that energy. Or, like, you know, we both work in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who book are the ones who book all the time. And the ones who don't book at all are the ones who, like, are not booking at all. Like, you see stuff, like, happening once people step into, like, that energy. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps, like, they stay in that energy. Well, what energy is that? The, the energy of already having it? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. Um, like, there are already having it but it's, and but making it's, steps towards it not just making vision boards is that what you mean i don't think vision boards are like bad no but yeah, not yeah. just making vision boards yeah yeah i mean but like we actually have to... doing the steps towards it my yeah. friend and i used to have this bit about how you know he's like oh i put money on my vision board and i just robbed a bank and now i have money mm-hmm. like it's, mm-hmm. it's like that's not how it works yeah so. mm-hmm um, yeah, I mean, it's also very hard to, like, straight up be like, this is how you get stuff you would like in your life. Because I don't know that. <laughs> because I'm a person um, who just, like, kind of lives here. And there are people who, like, will tell you they know how to get you that stuff. And the truth is, like, no one knows that. Um, which is also why I, like, tend to, like, remember to ground people. And be like, it's not just floating up here and then hoping that you get the things that you want. It's, like, being here, remembering, like... It is important to, like, hope for those things, but then to bring them, like, into your life, too, you know? By actively working towards them, or... Yeah, I mean, it's also... Yeah, it's hard to, like, have an answer for that. Um, And, you know, I will also say, like, I don't have an answer for that. Right. Not really. Okay. Yeah. That's honest. Yeah. Um, I wish I did. But, you know, maybe I will one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that honesty. Instead of just saying something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's some people, I, I will always bring this up, but Aaron Sorkin, when they asked him, they're like, how did you get your start? He's like, well, my play won like a fucking <laughs> award and then they made that into a movie. And you're like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> um... <laughs> He's like, just have an award-winning play. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like, that... 
it's easiest to point to people who like have like some sort of advantage or whatever but because but because they have like that advantage nothing was stopping them and i mean like tangibly yes nothing was stopping them but in their heads they're like no nothing's gonna stop me you're crazy like i don't think that way right and like again like that's how white men think. So <laughs> you know, like... everyone's got like these tangible obstacles and then they also have these mental uh, belief obstacles as well. Yeah. And so even if you tell someone a tangible path, like this is how you achieve this goal, well, it may not even apply to them because their mind isn't in the right place to even do those. Yeah. And again, things. that's another part of balance too. Like, yeah. Balancing is like those two energies like moving together. And like we talk about left and right brain, left and right side of the body and stuff. And, um, it's not like I'm not using this side enough because when that happens, like we shift over entirely, like we go back between modes. Mm -hmm. It's easy to like, we get burned out if we are ever in just like, I'm in a work mode right now where I'm going to try and do this. And then shifting back to that, like that other, like more creative, a little bit like floatier, like easier mode. It's not easier. Um, but just shifting back into those modes, like it doesn't serve you to do those two things separately. Mm. Like we would never walk with, I would Merge never, together. yeah, I would never be like, I'm going to just walk with my right leg only, which is called hopping mm. or like the other one. They have to like work together, like as a team. Mm. Um, and there's, yeah, like there's male and female energies that are like present in like both of us. Yeah. That, that like we would be served better by, you know, using them in tandem. Right. Instead of rejecting one or like shoving one away. Right, right. Cool. Well, I've learned from this talk to um, start trusting the thoughts, or not the thoughts, but those things that come to me that, that trusting those hoes over there. Those hoes? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? These hoes ain't loyal. I just got a really. I think thought is a really bad. Um, oh, that hoe over there. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thought. I think thought is a really bad insult because it's already a fucking word. That means. Thought. thought yeah it's confusing yeah it like it makes sense if we're only texting ever forever but like i think it's bad slang bad slang you've heard it here first mm-hmm. Minzwee's not a fan of the thought that hoe over there i reference if you don't know what that means thought t-h-o-t versus t-h-o-u-g-h-t it's also confusing because it's like this acronym is all lowercase yeah well I'm sorry that you have to experience that. It's really tough. (laughs) That's what we should have talked about for your problem today. Okay, cool. Let's (laughs) re-record. But thank you for talking to me about this and opening up about Reiki. I feel like I really learned a lot about being uh, it being a conduit and and what the symbols are and how to to use them. Yeah. Well, if someone was interested in in doing Reiki with you, how would they do that? How would Um, they get a hold of you? I do privates on. GenkidamaReiki.com. It's Wait, uh, what? It's called Genkidama Reiki. Okay, you're gonna have to spell that. It's G E N K I D A M A R E I K I dot com. Okay. Genkidama for Dragon Ball Z fans is from Dragon Ball Z, but it also means the union of spirit and earth. Um, I don't know if anyone's gonna know what you're talking about. Spirit bomb from Dragon Ball Z. Do People not. know what Dragon Ball Z is. I don't know. Your I, listeners don't like Dragon Ball Z. I don't know. Use a Dragon I Ball don't. Z image to promote this. No. Okay, great. Um, I do privates on GenkidamaReiki.com or also um, every second and fourth Sunday, if you're in L.A., um, at Yoga NoHo. uh, I do a Reiki workshop with two other women, Katie White and Nikki Mare. Um, And we bring people into the studio and everyone just comes and relaxes. We'll set an intention for the night and then the 
either two or three of us at a time will go around and share Reiki with everyone in the room. Okay. Yeah. And that's like a nice, like, it's like a $10 thing, so it's easy for people oh, to come and that's a nice. Just... So uh, what about Instagram, or do you have any, I mean, you're an artist as well, do you have any comedy videos or anything that you're working on you'd like to plug? Uh, no, I, my Instagram is at my name, which I can also spell. Yeah. M-I-N-H-D-Z-U-Y. That's it. That's it? That's no it. No last name. No. Okay. Just like share. Well, this has been really fun. Thank you for coming over and hanging out in my bedroom. If you guys like this podcast, please share, rate, subscribe, uh, leave a review. It, it really helps the podcast. And if you'd like to message me personally and get some advice on things or hash something out, feel free to do that. I am at the X Teen Little on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening to A Little Advice.